We're staring down the barrel of Nazis, betrayal, death, and an army of Catholics and KKK robes? What's going to happen to London? I don't know, but we're going to find out as we review the back half of Helsing Ultimate this week on Shonen and Suds. Cody! How you doing, bud? Chris, I'm great, man. I'm uh, glad to be back. I'm another year older, and uh, I'm just glad to yeah. be here, Chris. We're, we're talking about a great a great show this week. It took some oh, some crazy twists and turns, but uh, we got to the end of the ride, and uh, it it did. Yeah, it, it did. But let me uh, let me first start this castle by wish, uh, wishing you a happy belated birthday. Um, you know, we were talking about that before we started the castle. Just fucking hammered drunk, you got at the old Texas Roadhouse. That's right, Chris. We had. Uh, I don't even remember what I ordered. I, I'll tell you that right now. But uh, <laughs> I know the beer was the beer was flowing. <laughs> Love that. How many trips around the sun is that for you? Uh, twenty eight. God, fuck! I'd kill to be twenty eight again. I've got a I've got a, a a decade on you. So, damn, damn, yeah. you youngin, you youngin in your hula hoops and your Pac Man video games. <laughs> but I'm glad you had a good time, man. And of course. Like I said, welcome to the next episode of Shonen and Suds. Cody, this is 32? Episode 32? 32, Chris. Man, oh man. 32 squirrels sitting on a branch, eating nuts nuts on my uncle's ranch. 32. (laughs) It's a good number. But uh, of course, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And I'm Cody Snodgrass. And like we said, man, we're uh, we're covering the back half of Helsing Ultimate. And I think you hit the nail right on the head, man. I had a great time with this, but boy, did it get fucking out there in some parts oh yeah it, it has some crazy highs and some extreme lows it's just it's all over the place and uh and some dark ass darks that's yeah for very sure. darks like oh god I, like some bad stuff but uh all in all i thought it was very yes. good yeah i agree i agree this is definitely I, I i see now now that i've finally seen this i see why people were always like oh well now i see why all the people are like what Helsing are you watching? Because it is, there are, there's a pecking order here. Helsing Ultimate, it definitely lives up to his to its namesake. It is far superior to whatever that other shit was. And what's crazy is Cody, like that's all I had for the longest time. I didn't know this other stuff existed. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely unfortunate. I I wish I would have saw this one much earlier. Um, oh man. Because if when I, when I go back to rewatch Helsing, I'm not going back to the original. I'm just watching. Oh, no, never, never. I, I have wiped that from existence because Ultimate is the way to go. So with that being said, Cody, you know I'm ready to dive in, but we can't talk about what the hell's going on here without some cocktails in us. So Cody, what you drinking? Well, Chris, I had to slow things down last week after the after the nat. <laughs> so Diet Coke it is. Gotcha. <laughs> after the natty rush, you know. Uh, Jesus. Christ. So uh, I've talked about this one enough on the podcast that I figured it, it's about time. I went ahead and grabbed me another case of these Truly Lemonades. Mm. Um, the, the, orig- the original seltzer lemonade. Um, it's just mm-hmm. just fantastic. If you want something light, you know, it's not going to ruin your evening like a like a natty rush. You can always oh, go yeah. with the Truly Lemonade. How are those sugar shits, man? I can't imagine they were great. Uh, not great. You know, they weren't great. <laughs> <laughs> Between that and the the big weekend of drinking, Chris, it's just been oh, it was hell week. Uh, but uh, what about you, Chris? What do you, what do you have in today? Well, you know, I am 
I don't know if you could hear anything, but I um I'm going classy. You know, we're finishing the back half of a classy show. I only break out the good stuff when we're watching the good stuff. I got some uh some Lafroy ten year Isla Scotch. Mm-mm-mm. And you know I love Scotch, um especially Isla stuff. Isla is just a it's super peaty, um so it's very earthy. It's smoky, um has a very very intense flavor. Um, this one is just kind of a run of the mill. Like the 10 year is kind of like the, like the basic one. Like if you wanted something that's not crazy expensive, but it's still a little higher end, it's probably like 40, 50 bucks a bottle is what it'll, what it'll run you, but it'll last you a long time. Uh, Lafroy 10 year. So I'm going to pour myself a couple fingers. We're going to knock this back and we're going to dive right in Cody. Love that, Chris. Scott, oh. Scott, Scott, Scott. Call you Ron Watch Burgundy. Watch it go down. I don't, I don't <laughs> even do ice. I just, it's just neat. Just neat. Yeah. Uh, that'll put some hair on your chest right there. Oh, that's right. Hair on, hair, hair on the balls. <laughs> uh, well, Chris, I highly recommend it. we got to buckle up, Chris, because we are, we are going back to the battlefield that we left off on. In this, Man, what is it? We, we are, are in episode six in. of Helsing Ultimate. Uh, Chris... Shit gets pretty squirrely right off the bat here. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We are... The lines are starting to get drawn in the sand here. We're starting... We're we're getting the uh, the feel for this three-way dance we're getting ready to have. Yeah, we're actually going to see our old... <laughs> they used to be buddies, but I don't call them buddies anymore. But the, the members mm-hmm. of the Iscariot... Um, mm-hmm. And I'm not talking about Alexander Anderson. I'm talking about... Was it... Enrico uh, Enrico Maxwell, you mean the leader of Section Thirteen? Oh my God, this guy goes off the deep end, dude. You, oh, I, I apologize. You mean Archbishop Enrico Maxwell? Because Boyd is is he's ready promotion. Wait, we don't have a we we got a, We didn't get a kidager. We got a manager. Do you understand, manager? <laughs> That's right. He he gets his promotion, Chris, and he's got a very questionable look of <laughs> questionable looking group of uh troops in front of him okay let's talk about that for a second because cody i'm not gonna lie i was i was sitting there i was eating i was eating my fucking uh my chocolate cheerios while i'm watching this and i about spit that shit out when i see these guys show up i was like what what those what are those fucking robes they're wearing yes and then i had to think for a second because i mean they're they're straight up like wearing clansman robes 100 percent. that's immediately i'm like um how dark is this story going to get? And it only, oh, yeah. it only gets worse actually. <laughs> like, yeah, but me, because I'm like, wait a minute. I, that's the, that's like what most, like any, anybody with eyes in their head, anybody in America, most people in America, probably this half of the world, when they see that, they're immediately going to think Ku Klux Klan. But when you start, I, I, I started like doing some research and I'm like, Oh, it, it has to do with like Spanish Catholicism and uh, like the Holy Week and the different colors and you know, and the the funny thing is is it was adopted by the KKK in the 20th century, but it's it, the irony is is like the KKK like doesn't really they they have like a lot of beef with Catholicism, so the irony there is, but really the the at the end of the day it was a lot of it was for hiding your like hiding your identity, so now it all makes sense, right? But, uh, but these guys, ooh, they're bad. They're bad news bears. One hundred percent, Chris. And you could tell there's diff- definitely a. I don't know what, how to even put it, but like their motives are much different than like Alexander Anderson and like his group of guys that he has with him. Like, 
They mm-hmm. seem to be much more like level headed, at least a little bit. Yeah, like these guys are like, we're gonna we're gonna kill Britain, we're gonna kill the Nazis, we're gonna kill pretty much death to all the Protestants, and we're like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, very intense, and uh, you know it doesn't stop there, Chris. Uh, then we flash over to Helsing Mansion, like the, mm-hmm. and in comes Zorin. Uh, yeah, and we can talk about the we can kind of combine the next two episodes because really these first two episodes is literally this fucking massive fucking skirmish here at Helsing Mansion. Because we got to remember, um, Iscariot, um, when I say Iscariot, I mean um, Paladin Anderson and his little group are supposed to, are escorting, they're with Integra. Mm-hmm. She wants to get back to her mansion. So we're seeing what's happening before they get back there. Yeah, and they're kind of giving her some resistance. Like they, It's almost like they saved her from one group of guys and now they're kind of like questioning like whether or not they should like help her um so basically she's just trying to get back to the mansion yeah and it's so weird because alexander anderson's the only one that's kind of like hmm. you know he's he's pretty like impartial to it mm-hmm. but yeah we, um, f- we flash over to the mansion and uh we got another zeppelin coming in and this one is of course leading the charges zorin is Zor- blitz. yeah zorin blitz um and Chris, she has, uh, she's one, she's one character. I'll just say that. Uh, but the last line of defense there, it's obviously Saris, and she's breaking out the big guns, just unloading on this. This was so fucking cool, dude. Like because, like they th- these guys are fortified. Like Pip, old Captain uh, Bernadotte, and like his little motley crew, and Saris, like they are batting down the fucking hatches. So like. The, the, the Zeppelin's coming down, and then all of a sudden you see pulling out, like, in typical anime style, she's got guns that are way too fucking big for her. Yeah, well, And, I... like you said, man, she just goes to fucking hammer town. Just goosh, goosh. Yeah, and of course she takes out the Zeppelin. The Zeppelin crash lands. And then, of course, these, these being Nazi vampires, because you know they're not going to die that easily. Oh, no. And uh, they, they pretty much just storm the mansion and... Like you said, for the next two episodes, we just got this constant battle back and forth between the wild geese and Zorin and her forces. Yeah. Well, what's really cool here, and I want to say where this is where, um, this is where the episode kind of kind of bri- or cuts and goes to the next one. Um, they've got like the, the 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 grounds of the of the mansion are all like mined out. They've got like layers of defense. They're all shooting out the window. They've got grenades. Like they've got. They are not letting anything near uh, the mansion. But this is where we get to see what Zorin's true power is. Yeah, she basically has this like crazy like mind control, illusion type power. Uh, mm-hmm. It's deep. Almost like if you guys have seen Naruto, it's like Itachi's Genjutsu. Like, I mean, she can really like literally like fuck with people's heads. And, um, and mm-hmm. she's using that to just quickly dispatch of a good portion of the wild geese um yep and it's saris who actually starts to realize that like wait a minute this this is an illusion mm-hmm. and because like you see a guy like his, his arm has been cut off and a guy's missing his leg and then when she realizes it's an illusion she takes aim uses her fucking crazy vampire scope and starts shooting to where um zorn is because zorn makes like this giant version of herself appear mm-hmm. and starts cutting through the mansion at least so so it seems but she's able to get a shot off and it grazes zorn on the cheek and everybody kind of snaps out of it. But Cody, like you said, it is too late. They have stormed the mansion and they are now 
fucking right there in the clutches of these uh, these Nazi vampires. Yeah, and basically this episode comes comes to a close with uh, old boy Pip tries to get a tries to get a smooch on our on our girl Sarah's before <laughs> before our team fucking creep. <laughs> yeah, before the squads have to split up and uh, basically Sarah goes in one direction after Zorin, of course, and uh, yep. the wild geese kind of head to like almost like the room where they had like the meeting at the mansion. Uh, and they yep. basically kind of yeah, like going to... board up the doors and everything because they got to deal with the majority of the soldiers. Yep, I want to say Pip puts it like, uh, go ahead and, uh, you know, we're going to go on the defense. We're going to hold down the fort pretty much to the last man standing. But you, Saris, you're gonna, you're you're our ace in the hole. You're going to go on offense and take the fight to them. Um, and, yeah, that's kind of where that episode cuts. And then the next episode, we um, we get um, – we it starts with just a flashback of Pip and his um, – like, I guess it's his uncle because they're talking about, like, his parents are like contract killer or his family's nothing but a bunch of contract killers and things like that. Yeah. It's kind of cool to get a little bit of a backstory on him. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, as soon as I started seeing some of Pip's backstory, I kind of, I kind of knew it was inevitable. Uh, what was going to happen. Yeah. To him. Oh yeah. That, that's the, that's the, uh, that's the kiss of death right there. <laughs> that's right. And, uh, basically you learned that like his family, it was just like this long line of mercenaries and, uh, that they valued like the fight more than like the money. So, like, they enjoyed what they were doing. Um, and, of course, then we flash to present times, and Chris, the wild geese... We're getting slaughtered. ...are getting fucking just mutilated. Like, they have no chance. Oh, yeah. We're just regular-ass dudes doing regular-ass dude things. And, like, they're like they're fighting the good fight, but, like, I think in the previous episode, you kind of got that vibe when they, all, when they knew they were going on the defense. A lot of them knew that this was probably going to be it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they got <clears throat> they kind of saw this one coming. Um, mm-hmm. only, I, I'm trying to remember what happens to Saris. Like, how does she get separated from all of this? Because I guess she's um, just fighting with Zorin at this point, but it's Zorin's troops. Or maybe, yeah, because um, she's like on the ass opposite end of the mansion. Um, it made it seem well, like that's right because it made it seem she like find some. She finds some vampires like eating some like they're they're eating like the like the the corpses like because there's a Nazi guy like saying like hmm this guy like this blood type negative tastes better than like the A type you know like they're just like they're just snacking on dudes and that's where uh, Sarah's Victoria comes in and like um she's kind of like up to her up to her elbows. Okay, I was just trying to remember like it didn't really make sense to me that they shouldn't have even split up to begin with. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but they did, and the wild geese mm-hmm. paid dearly for it. Um, yep. Which, of course, eventually Saris comes back, but uh, before that can happen, uh, Zorin basically traps Pip in, like, this crazy illusion thing where it's, like, he's basically, like, in his, like, own home. Mm-hmm. Is what, like, I could tell from, like, sort of what we saw at the very beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Oh no, no! I'm sorry. It's not Pip. What's? Yeah. Oh, it's the. It's one of the other soldiers. With I'm like trying to the, remember. Uh, he reminded me of the the old man that sacrificed himself from the the previous Helsing series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He um. He's yeah, like, he, he like he's like the his other. Daughter. Yeah, he's like one of the other named soldiers in the Wild Geese. Yeah. But yeah, he sees like his daughter, and it's like, dude, it it, it like Zoran is twisted like. 
Because mm-hmm. he basically sees his daughter and then, of course, gets chopped right, down. Right down the middle. Like, cuts him right down the middle. And, and of course, they're barricaded in the room. They're all taking heavy fire just waiting for Saris to show up. And they, they're, they're like, eh, this is it. Yep. Um, And, like, and Pip has to, like, keep his people. He's like, hey, man, like, he'll, she'll be here. Don't worry. She's going to come back. Again, this is this does seem stupid that they split up. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because it's like, you know, if she was just with them the whole time, we wouldn't be having this issue. Yeah, and you can tell, like, some of the soldiers in the Wild Geese, they're like, we're all going to die, like, and they're losing their cool. Um, but Yeah, and uh, then and then they, like, blast it. Like, pretty much they're all out of ammo. They The Nazis blast in with a bazooka and that like, kills fucking half the people in the room. Pip is injured because of, like, shrapnel from, like, the table he's ducked behind. Yeah, and... There's not many soldiers left here. Um, fortunately, though, Saris does come back, um, and she she's putting up a good fight. Um, but once again, she gets caught in like one of Zorin's crazy illusion things. Um, yeah, and she tries to fight because she's she's like it's an illusion, it's an illusion. But boy, Zorin goes deep, and this is where like we see our first like. I, I like that we get some great background on Saris as a child. But my God, there's a particular scene in this part that no, no wonder, no wonder she's fucked in the head because it fucked me in the head. Yeah, it's definitely one of the the tougher moments to watch, uh, probably of any show that we've watched so far. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because like basically what it boils down to is the people that are robbing and murdering Sarah's parents pretty much fuck her mother's corpse. Yeah, it's, it's it, it is a tough watch. Uh, some of like one of the darkest scenes I've ever seen in anime um, but and of course she has yeah, to relive she this she stabs the guy in the eye and then she's shot and then you know yeah then we, she kind of gets herself out of this illusion of course mm-hmm. in this illusion also Zorin cuts off her arm um, oh and like stabs her and like cuts her in the eyes I was like oh like is Sarah's gonna die here like I was like holy shit oh, yeah, she was getting fucked up but our man Pip comes to the rescue with the old fucking cold cock on uh, Zorin. And this this was the moment where you're like, oh shit, especially when he goes down, because she's like beaten and left for dead. Like, Zorin, go- uh, not Zorin, uh, Pip goes down, gets the old fireman's carry, puts her over her shoulders, starts trying to walk away. Uh, you know, I got you, kid, don't worry. And then, of course, there's one, then, like, one Nazi yeah. soldier still alive, and he like sprays through him. I mean, like... Y'all unloads a clip through our man pip and he's still yeah, walking right in the and tummy pouring blood and trying to get out of there um and eventually he gets stabbed through the back by zorin yep. and then uh this is where we get like basically pip's final moments um yep where he, he's still a creepazoid and he's like oh i should have tried to kiss her before you know when i had the chance i'm like <laughs> you creep yeah he ends up plant, planting a smooch on her and then he basically says yeah. hey go ahead and just bite me so she can mm-hmm. get like I guess power from his blood. Um, yeah. Yeah, because I want to say she's still very much not kin to the idea, not keen on the idea of drinking blood. Mm-hmm. Like, she doesn't really do it, like, really. We really only see her maybe do it, like, once or twice throughout the show until this point. Because um, she, um, she goes in for a nice little snack, and she goes fucking... <sighs> Oh, yeah, she goes ham. Uh, we kind of see her get some power similar to, like, Alucard, where he's got, like, yep. how he has, like, the red and black, just mm-hmm. crazy, like, 
designs coming off of him, basically. And uh, she and now I like to think that's because she is actually, um, she you know she's she's one of Alucard's, I guess you know servants essentially, mm-hmm. which would make sense that she would have power that would kind of mimic his own. Yeah, and mimic it it does, Chris, because she takes out all of Zoran's forces, um, and of course ends up killing Zoran. Dude, when she just grabs her by her fucking yoke and just just rubs her face down to like the fucking half <laughs> on that wall, dude, I was like, oh my god. And then, yo, when um when she like cuts all of her like fucking fingers off and shit, I was like, oh my god, this was such a good fight. Yeah, Zoran, uh, she gets what she had coming to her because, <laughs> mm. good grief, she dies horribly. But oh um, my god, dude. And then of Just, course, and what's and also what's crazy is like, of course, we see the um, was it Schrodinger pops up and is like, ah, well, you're dead. Don't worry about it. There, there's a we have we have a new toy, because uh, he because he she wants to be saved, but like, Schrodinger's like, ah, the doctor and the major have a new toy, and we, we, we we're not you're you're fine. We're, we're, you're done. Yeah, we almost get like another one of those scenes where it's like they're watching from like. I don't know. It's like it's like the the major has like satellite TV where any, wherever any of his people mm-hmm. are at, and uh, whenever one of his like s- soldiers gets killed, he doesn't really seem to care too much. He's he says it's all going to plan basically. Um, yep. And of course, the battle's not over there, so Saris leaves the mansion and heads off, mm-hmm. basically back into the destroyed city at this point, and um, that's pretty much where episode seven ends. Yep. Now we do have like a, I guess like a little like post credit scene. Oh, did we? I, I must have missed yeah, that. Yeah. Um, oh wait, is this where the ship where Alucard's like pulling up? Um, I might be getting no, too far ahead of myself. No, this is the um. Uh, no. What what was this? Fuck! 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 Because this is where we see. It, I can't remember if this is where we see Walter. Like this is where we see young Walter as that new toy they were talking about. Ooh, if, that, if that's the case, I must have skipped through this this ending scene. Yeah, and pretty much like Schrodinger like chastises the major for like you're pretty much killing like all Millennium's gonna be dead, and like, and he's just saying because I want to say the um, this is where it ends with like Iscariot and everybody showing up, and that's when he's like, well, it's okay because everything's about to end. I'm reading it. It says a strange angel-shaped light appears in the sky. And that's the... Um, like the Angel of Death, which is what Walter's like nickname is. Mm-hmm. I must have just missed that ending credit scene. Because I thought... Well, well, I thought, it's, also, well it's also the uh, the Vatican... Because um... I thought this is where uh, the ship pulls up with, uh, with Alucard on it. But I guess that's... No, he doesn't show up to like episode 9. Like he doesn't show up for another episode or so. This is where the Iscariot guys are coming because they've got those, um, they've got like those weapons that create these like angel-shaped arches in the sky. Mm-hmm. And of course, and that's where it goes right into the next episode where we've got Enrico, who's in his little like fucking glass box on a truck, being carried by one of the mini helicopters showing up. Yeah, Enrico's, uh, he's a psychopath, man. <laughs> yeah, he's got all. He's just just sitting there just being evangelical as fuck and yeah we got some uh 
Yeah. Him. Oh yeah, because that's right. Uh, this this is where we see where we actually see Walter because um, they're heading towards the um the ship uh, the major ship and one of the helicopters gets close and it immediately gets oh that's right because that I'm sorry let me back that up for a second because I'm all over the place. While the when Iscariot shows up and like all the ships are fighting and all the troops are fighting, um, the major's like on top of his ship, like almost like he's conducting an orchestra. And I want to say it's either the doctor or Schrodinger, no, the Schrodinger or whoever's like it's like he's conducting the battle up here, and uh, and a helicopter comes up, and then all of a sudden we see it get ripped in pieces, and then now there's like a young Walter standing up there with the with the major. Yeah, and he is now, what at least from what we can tell, he is a vampire now. Um, so yeah, he's like much younger. He's also like regressed in age, and I was thinking. Wait a minute, because my my first thought was that he's under like mind control, right? Because we haven't seen him since a couple episodes ago when he told Integra to run. Yeah, he basically went face to face with the captain guy, and then mm-hmm. we haven't seen him since. So I, at first, I thought the same thing. I was like, oh, you know, maybe they just controlled him, a little brainwashing or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, not Chris, because. Uh... Our yeah. boy Walter is heel turned to the fullest, and oh my god, he is with the he's a bad man. That's right. Um, but then, Chris, we get to flash over to to your personal favorite, Mister Alexander Anderson, and it's yes, seen- sir. He is pissed. Yeah, he is definitely not a fan of Enrico Maxwell. Uh, obviously, that being like his quote unquote boss. Um, mm-hmm. But he's definitely like he's definitely ready to, to, to turn against him because he's, he's had it with his shit. He's basically, like I said, he's a psychopath. Um, yeah, because, uh, like, and he, he, he expresses it in the sense that he, he's no longer following the will of God. It's now just what he wants. Um, and he's like, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. And and I was thinking, well, shit. Well, shit, our boy's about to, about to come around. Um, but now when that happens, unfortunately, uh, our... our, our uh, our two little Iscariot like paladins, uh, Heinkel and Yumi, they're like, well, we were told by Enrico to take Integra into custody, and then all of a sudden she's like, Shh. like, guns all around Integra's face, and then our girl, fucking Sarah's Victoria, off the top rope, clears the path. Yeah, I'm glad you saved Sarah's here. I'm glad you said that, because Sarah, she basically can't catch a break. She kills one person, then she has to go straight to the next battlefield. Oh, yeah. Save her master, and uh, she basically informs her, hey, I, I'm the only one left from Helsing Manor. The whole place is destroyed. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously... Yeah, and then, of course, Anderson calms his guys down. Yeah. And, because she's like, he's like, he'll, she'll kill y'all. Like, y'all can't Yeah, you guys aren't a match for her. Um, mm-hmm. But then, Chris, finally, our boy pulls up. Alucard himself right. finally arrives on his ghost ship, as one would call it. And uh, you, you can yeah. automatically tell. Everybody can sense him. And obviously, Anderson, is that's his rival. He's stoked to see him. Uh, and pretty... doesn't, and this here, this is, isn't this where Integra is like a restriction level zero? Yeah, I think this is where she just gives him basically like free reign where he says launch baby yeah and he says like the the quote that you see at the very beginning of every episode yep the i am the something the wing of hermes and i eat my wings or some shit yeah which basically gives him like like that 
Oh, the bird of Hermes is my name, eating my wings to make me tame or lame, something like that. Something weird like to make that. Make me tame. I used to always try and read it at the beginning of the episodes, but it, it would go way too fast. I'm like, I, I don't know what that means, but okay. Mm-hmm. Something that Alucard yep. always says, but. Yep, and we've got the, uh, we've got this, um, this little three way stare down because right there in the middle of the street we've got what's left of what's called the final battalion, which is the Nazis. Then we've got the uh, Papal Knights, which are the Iscariot uh, soldiers. And they're they're called something else. They're called like the um, uh, they have like a long name, the something Ninth Order or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, and then right in the middle of that, you got Alexander uh, Anderson. You've got Alucard who rolls up, and then you got the fucking captain. So we've got like this triple threat, just this three way stare down right there in the middle of this uh, of this battlefield. Like the battlefield's like stopped. Yeah. And this is what... know, they, once they're standing there, this is where they're like, um, they're standing there staring at each other, and this is where Integra's like, yo, fucking restrictions are off. And Alexander's like, holy shit, we gotta stop him now. So like he jumps up and like, I want to say like he throws like a bunch of knives at him and then everybody just starts piling on Alucard. Yeah, it's pretty much everybody except for Saris and Integra are just unloading on Alucard and uh, but of course, you know, this being Alucard, you know he ain't gonna die. Um, oh yeah. Oh man, because now we get like, this, this is where it starts going a little yeah, this... off the rails for me. Um, it's not bad because it's, but it's like all of a sudden it's like we're seeing like all of the armies and all the souls and all the people that Alucard has like feasted on or killed. And it's like, yeah, how, does, how is he hiding a whole army under his arms? Yeah, we start to see like Tubalcane and like Rip Van Winkle, like the two like yeah. Nazi soldiers he took out before and they're like emerging out of him, but they're still like part of him. It's very. This is when it starts yeah, to get it's... a little off the rails, but I mean, it looks cool, so I'm like, whatever. I'm I'm rolling with it at this point. Um, yeah, but really, what the uh, what the what the end result here is, we see Alucard kind of in his final form, his his true form as Vlad the Impaler. So, kind of lets you know that Alucard is Dracula, like mm-hmm. is the Dracula. Yeah, kind of um, kind of similar to how it how the last Helsing ended, where we got to see yeah. like just a brief flash of it at the end. Uh, but yeah, he's actually, of like, course, he's actually like summoning like the armies of like Wallachians and like, mm-hmm. like a whole. All, I mean, obviously Alucard has like all these different forms and stuff, but you get to like see that like, just in full fledged. Yep, and he pretty much lays waste to the final battalion, the Iscariot army, and uh, what this is one of my favorite scenes here. Like they're they're enclosing in, in on like his his horde is enclosing on enrico maxwell and of course he's like in this crazy glass and they're like you know you can't get through this and then out of out of nowhere dude we see a fucking bayonet from alexander anderson come in and breaks the glass and our man enrico maxwell gets fucking just eaten alive or smothered he gets like speared like he gets like ran through yeah he basically gets stabbed like where they break through his little like shell mm-hmm. thing that he's in and then of course all these like hordes of zombie or not zombies of uh like ghouls and vampires just swarm in like mm-hmm. and we got one one less crazy character taken out um yeah and of course this, we have this kind of like touching moment here where like 
Anderson goes over to his body and is like, you get a little bit of a flashback scene. Um, and, you know, closes his eyes and, you know, he's just like, you know, he, you know, he, cause they were, they were friends at one point. Um, and then after he, you know, kind of goes away from his body, he actually orders everybody else to go back to the Vatican. Um, all the other paladins. Um, yeah, I think he actually says like protect the Pope. <laughs> yeah. Protect the Pope, go back to the Vatican. And he, he pretty much has to do this alone. Um, yeah, because and of course he basically decides that this is like his best chance to defeat his rival. Of course, that being Alucard, mm-hmm. um, because I want to say he says that like it's just him and Alucard now. Like Alucard doesn't have all these souls trapped inside of him anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ref- it's, it's him alone. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Referring to like all the souls that he's taken. Um, yep. Which we'll kind of come back to in a little bit because. Turns out Alucard has a lot more souls inside of him, but uh Oh yeah. And of course we have that great scene where it's like all like the Bible pages turn yellow, he grabs his bayonets, makes like the cross, and then just goes in. Yeah, and unfortunately, like just talking on a podcast, we can't really do this fight scene much justice, but man It's a great fight scene. Yeah, Chris, this is this is some great animation and uh very back and forth. Like it's not like like Alucard's mm-hmm. actually like Kind of getting his ass beat at some points. Um, oh, yeah. But and then, but then, then Alucard goes back to old Alucard, pulls out the old fucking the jackal handgun that was made by Walter. and Which was made specifically to beat Alexander Hamilton. Or, not Alexander Hamilton. Alexander, ha- <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. <laughs> Alexander Anderson. Alex- Excuse Alexander me. Anderson, the musical. But then, Chris, turns out Anderson has, has his own trump card, basically. He pulls out, like... It's like the last. It's like some kind of holy relic. It's like the last, uh, like of like the Roman holy relics or something like yeah, that. It's, it's like, like a little nail. Heaven's nail or Helena's nail yeah. or I'm like. I, I will say like... before we get to that though, there was a really cool scene where like his half of his arm is like blown off, and he like puts his arm like in his mouth, mm-hmm. like to carry the other. You know, it was just re- it was just really really cool watching like um, watching Anderson like fight from that position. Yeah, and basically he's he's down on like his last legs, and this is oh, like yeah. his final move. He pulls this thing out, this nail, and Alucard basically is like telling him like, Dude, "Hey, don't do it. Don't do that. You don't want to become a monster like me." Like, because Alucard knows that this will change Anderson. Mm-hmm. And uh, unfortunately, Anderson still decides to impale himself with this nail, and basically, tra- no. Uh, before there is one part before that though. Um, while they're fighting, and while you know, while you know, I, I can't believe I skipped over this part because I thought this part was really cool. Um, while I mean, Anderson, he's 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 losing this fight, and it turns out all the other paladins did not go back to the Pope, and a lot of them just start like sacrificing themselves, fighting like on Alucard's horde. Mm-hmm. Like they they you know they're blasting their way through the horde. Some they all have explosives strapped to their chest, and they just start blowing up, sacrificing themselves. Um, and that's when Anderson's able to get to Alucard, and he pulls out the uh, the, the the nail. Yep, and he uh, basically like impales himself with it, and uh, mm-hmm. turns into this this thing. Um, yeah, which I really don't know what to describe it as. I know Chris, you called it like a, a part like tree. Like there's these like root looking things coming out of him, like. Yeah, everything it's about very, him changes. Very, it's like, like vines, and it's so yeah, because like Alucard's unloading on him with like his pistol, 
and like Anderson's face is like completely blown off, but like it's like it's almost like mm-hmm. he's like I hate to compare it to like Groot from like <laughs> like Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's almost like he has yeah. like these vine things. I don't know how to describe it, and it doesn't really make sense to me. But yeah, apparently this has turned him into a, a almost a godlike monster because um, he's going he's going toe to toe with Alucard. Um, Alucard's trying to to get the only way to beat him. Alucard realizes to get the nail out of his chest. I mean, all the efforts so far to get to the nail have been. Uh, have been fruitless and that's what takes us into the old next epi there oh is that where this that one is. ends i'm trying to remember yeah oh yeah we're going to we're going into episode nine baby okay i thought no 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 you're right you're right you're right my fault my fault that's i thought we had a conclusion to that battle but i guess not oh no not yet don't worry guys the Hold fighting on. does not stop here <laughs> Yep, yeah, hold on, pardon me, let me get everything pulled up here. Now you're good. This episode actually starts off, we get to see a little bit more of, like, some past of, like, Alucard. Um, mm-hmm. And, Chris, this is where we get another super dark scene, because, like, first we see... No, like, actually, no, I think you're right. I do apologize. The The fight did end at the last episode, because it starts with, um, with Anderson, like, pretty much what's left of him laying on the ground. Okay. So he does pull the nail out in the last episode. I was that's what I was trying to remember. Is, is if he pull, it, regardless, Al, Alucard eventually pulls this nail out of Anderson, which essentially kills him because he's removed the poison yeah. from his heart. Uh, which they kind of said because like when he impaled himself with it, like you hear, I want to say it's the major, it. the major in the background. He's like the only way they can kill each other is if they pull the poison from the other one's heart or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But anyhow, this episode nine starts off. We get to see like a couple different scenes of Alucard, like as his past as Vlad the Impaler, um, and then. Mm-hmm. No, this is the, this is the episode where Anderson dies. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, sorry. okay. It's all. It's like it, the show gets a little. Oh, weird it gets it gets fast, very very jumbled. Episodes. Yeah, it gets very jumbled, and we're flashing past, present, all kinds of stuff. We get mm-hmm. a, a dark scene where basically Alucard was raped as a young boy by this like sultan dude uh we see him like in just in various different scenes throughout his his life essentially mm-hmm. um and then we kind of we kind of basically saris awakens or wakes him up uh because he had actually been taken out by not taken out but like he was losing the fight against anderson uh where mm-hmm. this last episode ended and then uh yeah yeah this is where he ends up like, Saris kind of pulls him back to reality. Alucard manages to take out the nail from Anderson's heart and uh, basically just crushes his heart right in front of him. Or, like, like, mm-hmm. like center stage. And, uh, Chris, he doesn't he get very... dust into nothing. Yeah, they kind of have, like, some, some last words to each other, and he basically says, hey, I'll see you in hell. Uh, yep. Because, like... Alucard obviously didn't want to see his rival turn into a monster like he is, but uh, mm. you can tell there's like a some a friendly sort of rivalry, like a respect. There's yeah, like bef- a respect there. Absolutely. And uh, before we get any chance to take a moment's breath, Chris, old oh. Walter appears. Oh my God. And, uh, and this this is where things get kind of wild, and um. This is where, because um, not, not Walter appears, and you've got Yumi and Heinkel. They're uh, 
they're trying to step in the middle of this. Like Yumi, I forget what Yumi's doing. Yumi's like trying to like get to Alucard um, for killing Anderson. And next thing we know, she's just cut to pieces. Yeah, Walter with the, with his piano strings, Dude, and just uh, cuts her to pieces. And this is the this is when Integra and Saras they realized like, oh, he's not on our side anymore. Because uh, yep, which uh, you kind of feel bad for these two because Saras obviously. Mm-hmm. Walter's done a lot for both of these two characters, and we kind of get a little bit of a backstory that, like, he's always been plotting this, like, heel turn, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like, pretty for, much he's just been lying in wait to for his moment. Yeah, which like... Is, which is cool in a sense. Like, I like him turning bad. Like, I like that. And I like how it was very much a whoa moment. Oh yeah, because I thought he was just under mind control. Nope, he knows exactly what the hell he's doing. Yeah, which it, it like the only reason I don't like it is because I just like Walter as a character. Um, yeah. Well, but I mean, I guess that's just shows how good the writing for this show is because like you didn't see this one coming. Usually, like you can you know when an anime trope is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this one kind of came out of left field, and uh, yeah, yeah he, I liked it. He has d- done the major heel turn, and. Uh, basically like you said he takes out yumi and obviously that upsets heiko because now heiko's lost both anderson and yumi yeah but then the captain fucking comes and just shoots him in the fucking face in the face chris like like right through the cheeks yeah <laughs> and he just, the captain just looks at him and like shakes his head like Mm-mm. like don't do it yeah and so alucard and walter they basically have their their standoff and they're getting ready to go at it meanwhile mm-hmm. Integra and Saras, they basically make their way onto the Major Zeppelin, because uh, he kind of calls out to them. And uh, so they make their way to that while we get Walter and uh, Alucard 1v1 match, Chris. Uh, yeah, this it's it's a weird fight. It's a, it's cool. a lot, lot of jawing, a lot of... It's another, I don't know. It's another one that's hard to kind of describe via just talking about it. Um, mm-hmm. But basically, they they start fighting, and then, like, yeah, then they <laughs> start like they start like both de aging, and then, like Alucard's like kind of like androgynous looking, like it's so weird. Yeah, like Walter, like he like knocks out, like he's like doing a shit ton of damage to to Alucard, and then out pops Luke Valentine, the brother from way back like episode two or whatever. Yeah, it was. fucking his soul's there somewhere and yeah he like, pops like walter's out. like using it as like a marionette kind of it's yeah and then alucard actually ends up like using luke's body as like a as like a almost like a shadow clone jutsu or something and like uh-huh. and then alucard eventually like defeats walter but walter is also like changing <laughs> dude i this one what threw me for a loop because like walter's getting younger Mm-hmm. And then Alucard turns into like this teenage girl, like while they're fighting. Dude, I had no idea what was going yeah, on. Yeah, I was I was very much lost. Now while that's going on, Heiko wakes up and he's he wants to go after Walter. Like he bandages up his face and he wants to go after Walter for killing Yumi. And like the scary priests go to Heiko and he's like, are like, you know, we need to get you back and get medical care. Well, let's go check on Yumi. And he's like, no, she's fucking dead. Like Yumi's yeah. dead. She's not gonna make it. Um. So he goes after them, and while that happens, Integra and Saris get onto the airship. 
Um, yeah. And now we're going to have, this is where we have our fucking throwdown uh, with the captain. Yeah, this is where I think we're moving into episode 10, I believe. Yeah, yeah Chris. Yeah, we got werewolves. We got we got a werewolf. It was it was a matter of time, but we've got a werewolf. Is that what this guy is, a werewolf? Yeah, he's like... yeah he's, a, he's a werewolf. Uh, he's just captain, a... he's a werewolf. He's just a very, I, I've never seen a werewolf like this, but uh, yeah, I guess that would that is technically what he is. Cause... Yep, because she pretty much kills him with a uh, with a silver tooth. Because while they're fighting, they find like all of these like riches that were the Nazis stolen from Europe, and she finds like a silver tooth. Yeah, it makes it seem like the captain brought her there on purpose. Like almost that, like yeah. he kind of wanted to just be killed because like he brought mm-hmm. her to like it's almost like if Superman took you to his kryptonite. Like yeah. Like, I'm not going to tell you why I brought you here, but I brought you here. Yeah, and we actually get to see, like, that Pip, like, Captain Bernadette is actually, like, like, he has, like, a consciousness within Ceres. So it's kind of cool. It's not the end of our boy Pip. Like, we get to see him a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And they kind of... Yeah, because they're able to communicate with each other. Yeah, it's kind of cool. He's, like, coaching her along the way, and together they end up uh, defeating the captain and uh, rejoining with uh, Integra. Mm-hmm. And then, and uh, she's she's come face to face with the major at this point, and uh, she, uh, of course, the major's hiding behind fucking bulletproof glass because he's a big old bitch. That's right, Chris. And then we also get a scene with Schrodinger, who is the most confusing character I've ever seen, probably in yeah. any, any of the anime this, we covered. Because this is the most off the rails part, because like the the major says that he's got you know he's he's going to defeat Alucard. And that's when it cuts to Schrodinger, and he, he just cuts his throat and falls into Alucard's blood that's all over the place from his fight with Walter. And what I gathered... Now, from what I understood, while this is happening, Walter's, like, dying while they're fighting. Like, Walter is dying. Apparently, whatever the process that the doctor did to him is killing him. Um. So, Schrodinger gets into Alucard's blood, and what it does is because Schrodinger is like everything and nothing it like he, he gets jumbled in with all of Alucard's like souls and everything that's in like his all you know I guess all, all the souls that are in his blood which causes Alucard to not recognize himself because Schrodinger does not recognize himself getting lost in all of these souls which causes Alucard to get lost in all of his souls I don't know how accurate that is that's what it seemed like was happening yeah chris that that that's a pretty good description um but i i still don't understand it i was just like you know what the animation looks cool mm-hmm. i'm just rolling with it um while all that's going on uh we also get walter gets shot at by heinkel um mm-hmm. which i mean i i don't know <laughs> I, like Walter's just fine. It seems like Walter's pretty banged up, but like Heinkel's unloading on him, and he's just like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna head off to the Zeppelin." And like, go. yeah, he like cuts his arm off, cuts his leg off, and he's like, "I'm okay with you shooting me." Yeah, Heinkel, I'm not, yeah, you're goes, not the one who's gonna kill me. Yeah, and he uh, manages to escape onto the Zeppelin as well. Um, now mm-hmm. we, we we're back to the face off between Saras and Integra and the major and they actually managed to like break through the the glass shield casing thing that he's in mm-hmm. and uh we get apparently chris bullets don't do anything in this show uh mm-hmm. because integra and the major just start unloading uh 
and the major finally lands a shot, shoots Integris through the eye. Yeah. And she it, it's like it didn't even affect her. Like she doesn't even care. It was just like meh. Like and then shoots him in the forehead. Also, oh, yeah. like while he's getting shot up, it's revealed that he's like just a cyborg. Yeah. Which I was also like completely blown away by. I was like, I, this show is just. I, I guess it kind of makes sense in a in a sense, right? Because I mean, he was alive during the forties. Yeah, it does seem like he's a, he's a little young for being around. Yeah, for... And now, up until that, I thought he was actually a vampire. That's what I thought too, uh, until obviously they start lighting him up and we see mm-hmm. his like robotic parts and all this stuff. But man, Integra just takes a bullet straight through the eye and doesn't even. Oh yeah, she don't give a fuck. Man. Doesn't She's even wince. Just grabs another cigarette and just says, "Fuck it." <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, like the major dies, happy that he got to cause this grand war. Um, and then we, we, I think we have the last scene here with the doctor and Walter, because um, the doctor's like trying to get all of his re. You know, like in every movie, when you've got like the smart guy, he's always trying. Oh, I need my research. I got to save my research. My research. My research. And then, uh, and then of course Walter shows up. Yeah. And, and fucking Jesus Christ. So like. This was a really fast scene. Like Walter's trying to like get over to him, like his hand just like fucking shatters and like his fingers fucking fall off, and then like the doctor gets crushed by a fucking support beam, just like smashed. Like Final Destination two, the kid under the fucking glass just gets smashed under this thing. Yep. And then while the Zeppelin's blowing up, like Walter just dies. Yeah, very odd scene, but I yeah. get they gotta clean up the remaining like evil bad guys and uh it almost seems like walter he's still evil but it seems like i don't know it, it seems like he wanted to take out this doctor for i guess whatever experimenting he did on him because um, mm-hmm. yeah, i don't think walter expected to die from this right but i don't know i don't know like again it was very very all over the place but um point is walter was a bad guy he got and he paid the price for it yeah and basically and then, and then, okay. and then Integra orders Saris. She's basically like, "Hey, get us out of here!" You know, everybody's dead except for us two. And yeah, uh, I guess uh, I'll have a coke. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then Chris, we skip thirty years in advance. Yeah, we we do a thirty year time jump, and we're talking about all the people that died in the London event, like over three million people. And um, but it, what's so crazy is, is like, and then of course, like. Integra is like fencing, and you see like Iscariot there, and Heinkel's still like bandaged up. It's such a weird, like it feels like Heinkel is now becoming like the new Alexander Anderson. Yeah, and like Makube took over for um, Enrico Maxwell as like the new yep. leader of mm-hmm. whatever that that the that department of Iscariot is. Um, yeah, but like this whole time, and, I'm like, where the fuck is Alucard? Is he just stuck? Well, and like yeah. Schrodinger's mind game thing, because I, I did not understand Schrodinger from Jump Street. Like yeah. I had when they first shot her on the one episode when they were visiting the Queen, I was like, okay, that chick's dead. And then she's mm-hmm. just back the next episode. I'm like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know what the fuck was going. On. I would have liked to have seen a little more explanation there, because now what happens is that night, uh, Integra is sleeping, and Alucard's back. Yeah, just 30 years later, he's just like, hey. Yeah. Well, like, there was a seal. Like, what they, they took, like, this stone that had, like, a seal. 
that I guess that maybe had his blood or his soul or something sealed in that. But all of a sudden, just why 30 years later, he just comes out of nowhere and tries to drink uh, Integra's blood. Yeah. And of course, she fucking goes nuts. And then Sarah's comes in. They're happy to see each other. And it kind of just ends with them, like, kind of getting back to business as usual. And that's it. Like, that's where it ends. Yeah. You see, like, this stone basically when Schrodinger gets absorbed by. Mm -hmm. um alucard or vice versa however that worked he saw the stone with like the helsing like logo or like Mm -hmm. not the helsing logo but like alucard's logo thing Mm -hmm. and it seems like they just brought that back to the crib and 30 years later he pops back up and he's like hey well when's lunch i'm starved yeah and he says some very like this is what he says he says i have returned here but i am also always nowhere the truth of it is i am everywhere what did you say Chris I'm only on my second seltzer and I'm like looking at that sentence like dude what (laughs) excuse me (laughs) so very very weird um but that that's how the show ends they basically uh Integra bites herself on the finger and gives Alucard a little bit of blood because this man's been starving for 30 years and that's it yeah that is that is Helsing ultimate ladies and gentlemen um like I said, it gets a little willy-nilly there at the end, but overall, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. And again, because of how frantic the last couple episodes is, it's really hard to do it justice. Um, so I highly, I mean, if you obviously if you listen to this, you totally watched it and you understood just as much as we did. But um, it's something I could totally watch again. And now I, I definitely see why, you know, when people would ask us, what Helsing are you watching? Oh, we're, we're, we're now I see why they prefer Ultimate, because Ultimate is head and shoulders better. Excuse me. Scott's first so it burns. It burns, Cody. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. But no, um, but no, it was an absolutely fantastic ride. And I wouldn't have minded seeing a couple more episodes of this, which is maybe a little bit more fleshing out of some of the characters like Schrodinger. I did not understand. But I guess also maybe that's the whole idea, right? Like that's the whole the whole Schrodinger thing, right? Yeah, I think my next watch through, I'm definitely going to pay more attention to, like, Schrodinger and, like, the Doctor and, like, maybe the Captain. If, But there's not, they don't really get, like, much of a backstory. Mm-hmm. Like, we get more of a backstory on Pip, who's, like, very, like, you understand Pip, he's just a mercenary. Like, I need maybe, I need, ba- whole, I need to understand Schrodinger, Schrodinger more, because I, I have no idea what the hell's going on with her. Yeah, maybe Schrodinger is just, a, it, it, it's all about quantum mechanics, man. That's really, I guess that's what it is. Is Schrodinger alive? Is Schrodinger dead? I don't know. She literally is standing on top of Big Ben like tower and just kills herself and throws herself off. I'm like, yeah. what was that scene? What? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know. But yeah, very interesting. But overall, man, what an upgrade. I mean, just so much better than the original Helsing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, so, but, uh, no, go ahead. Go over, ahead, please. Right. Chris, oh, please it's time finish. to it's time to throw this up on the rankings board. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready to say, dude. Where do you uh, where do you put it on your ranking? Chris, I'm gonna put this right above Blood of Zeus, and right, oh, that's, right that's, that's below great. Castlevania. Uh, that's funny because that's actually where I'm putting it. It is, it is right there because I have Cowboy Bebop in Castlevania. Granted, Castlevania could easily become number one. I'm putting Helsing Ultimate right under that. It was such an amazing ride, and I'm really, really glad that I got to see it finally. Yeah, I think I definitely enjoy like the Dracula story from Castlevania much more. Um, yeah, but Helsing Ultimate Man, what a what an upgrade from the original. I mean, Dude, what did I tell you, man? You get you get. There's no better heel 
no no better enemy than fucking Nazis. Like you you, you want a villain that you just want to hate and you hope they all die. Just throw Nazis in the mix. I love it. I absolutely love it. And we got to see like the the second worst enemy. We got to see guys in clan robes. Like yeah. they all got killed. Everything that you hate, like the worst <laughs> of the worst people, all got killed, and it was so wonderful. All of them, Chris. Even cyborgs. Even like half yeah. robot Nazi hey, generals. Robots took my germ. We had literally everything. Uh, mm-hmm. The only thing the show could have used was that outro from the original Helsing. But oh man, <laughs> you know that would that would have been too much. <laughs> so good um but yeah chris i definitely if anybody asked me like hey should i check out helsing i'll be like yeah just watch ultimate don't watch the other one watch ultimate and then end with the fucking outro from the original helsing exactly um yeah just so much better man it it gets it just got to the point so much faster on like all the story points that it needed to like on Oh, it's just so much better. So much more backstory. The characters are a lot more fleshed out. You get so many more characters. You get like it's just. All I think it could. Better. Now there were some things that made me go hmm, like the whole Saris separating from the the wild geese. I thought that was kind of dumb. Um, yeah, there there, there was some. All yeah, there were some weird moments. Um, I think my but weirdest, it got the point across. My weirdest moment was when Walter and Alucard just kept changing form or like yeah, I, getting I was younger like and like suddenly Alucard's a teenage girl and I'm like, I, okay. Yep, they they could have just fought. Yeah, you guys can just what fight because you're, you're like the two coolest characters outside of like maybe Alexander Anderson. Like you guys can just, yeah. can just fight. and Yeah, y'all should just be like fucking throwing down, just tossing haymakers at each other. That's Aww. what I wanted. But it's Wait. okay. Like I didn't hate it. Um, I like the idea of like Walter kind of being like the, the hero who felt, I guess it almost like he felt not on equal footing to Alucard, even though like back in the forties, he was just as important, but Walter got old. Alucard didn't. So there's probably some resentment there, which happens. So I think, I think telling that story could have been a lot cleaner, but I think overall, like it got the point across and I was happy with what happened. Yeah. And like I said before, the plot twist, like with Walter really just caught me off guard. Um, yeah. I was not ready for that. I was not ready for my man to be evil. Yeah. Cause I thought he was, he was like the best character from the the original series, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And like, but you know that that's that's how the that's how the mango went. So that's how they told this story, and uh, I enjoyed it. And yeah, uh, absolutely. Now, Chris, we had a we had a poll. We did. That we it did. Just came to a close, and uh, it looks like our winner of our poll is Ponyo. You uh, mean the Studio Ghibli movie won again? Who'd have thought? That's right, Chris. Uh, unfortunately, it seems like. We nominate a Studio Ghibli movie. It's pretty much going to take the, take the polls, and uh, which is never a bad thing. Um, those movies are all great, and I'm actually really excited because uh, I've never seen Ponyo. I thought I, I've I've seen like, I've seen like promotional stuff. I know the movie poster. I've seen like bits and pieces, but I've never sat down and watched it. So I'm excited. Well, Chris, I can't wait to to experience that one with you because it, it's one of I really do enjoy it. Uh, but it is one of those ones that some people kind of dislike or think less of and mm-hmm. I, I, I i'm excited to hear your take on it um well i've never seen a bad ghibli movie they're all like full of whimsy and they usually all have some really great like moral lesson or some kind of undertone to it and i'm excited i'm excited to watch it yeah 100 even like the ones i i i don't dislike any of them but like the ones i don't like as much like i still mm-hmm. really enjoy them for the most part um 
But with that being said, Chris, we also have another poll coming up for next week. Um, yeah, so we're going to go back to another series. And uh, mm-hmm. Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell me your picks for the ones that you have and have not seen that you have. All right, well, we'll start with the one I have seen. For the one that I have seen, I'm going with a classic. I'm going with Trigun. Uh, yes. That's one that I, I – th- this one's kind of a mixed bag for me. Like, I, I love it. I'm. What if this? What, what if it turns into like one of those samurai shampoo things and Helsing things, where it's like, because this was around out around the same time, maybe a couple years later. This was in that same class. So what if it's not as good? But okay. also, I've watched it within the last like ten years, so I know it still holds up. But ten years, people are different every ten years, so we'll see. Yeah, um, I, I know Trigun is good. Um, the ending has always been kind of questionable, in my opinion. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I'm not even going to argue with that. I think the ending is pretty meh. But now Badlands Rumble, the movie, that's mm-hmm. that's a pretty fun movie as well. Um, so. oh, I've never seen the Badlands Rumble. Oh. Well, yeah, never seen it. We'll, we'll just have to see about that. <laughs> yeah, so obviously if Trigun wins, we'll throw that in there as well. Um, now, for the one that I haven't seen, um, you know, I, I it's on Hulu. I keep going past it, and I keep wanting – I want to watch it. But because we're doing this podcast, I don't really watch much recreational anime. Persona 5, the animation – Based on the hit PlayStation 4 uh, Atlas game, Persona 5, um, I imagine it's probably that exact same story. So instead of spending 200 hours to play it, <laughs> I can watch it in a couple hours. I was going to say, Chris, have you played Persona 5? I, I've played a lot of it, but I, I've never finished it. Okay. I, I've never, I've hardly played any of it. So yeah. um, I mean, It's a great it's RPG. All... It's a classic I turn-based own... JRPG. I own it, and I own Persona 5 Royal. Um, mostly as gifts that I've received, and I'm just like, uh-huh. I just don't have 150 hours, guys. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm sorry. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm excited for either one of your picks. Um, for my mm-hmm. picks this week, uh, for the one I haven't seen, once again, I'm throwing Japan Sinks 2020 back, <laughs> back on that poll, Chris. One day I'll be able to watch it, and uh, it'll probably be terrible, knowing my luck. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> we'll just have to see. And then for the one that I have seen. Chris, I got some fan service for you. We got High School of oh. the Dead. This has, it's basically like a zombie outbreak happens at a high school, and mm-hmm. well, Chris, let's just say that all the girls in the show have huge tatas. <laughs> yeah, zombie titties. Yeah, and it's over the top, and uh, it's it, it it it's an interesting time. I'll tell you, I'll just say that. Like lots of oh, fan man. service. Uh, lots of lots of gore, lots of zombies, guns, action. You know, uh, it's it's a lot of good things, but it's just the fan service just pushes it over the top. Man, that that might be the one that people are probably gonna pick just to see my reaction to all the fan service. <laughs> I'm gonna have to like warn my wife, like if you come in and see some goofy shit happening on the TV, just know that I'm forced to do this. Yeah, just blame Cody. It's it's uh, it's my yeah. fault. Um, but yeah, guys, those will be our, our choices for next or for this coming week's poll. Um, so by the time you hear this, I'll have the poll up on our Twitter page, which you can follow us at, at Shonen and Suds. Same with our Facebook, our Podbean. All our accounts are all at Shonen and Suds. So please be sure to give us a follow, give us a like, uh, and vote for which one of these shows you want to see next out of Persona 5, Trigun, Japan Sinks 2020, and High School of the Dead. And... Uh, Chris, I don't know about you, but that's really all I got for this week, man. I'm no, no, that's all I've got. It was a, it was a wild ride. I, these last two, uh, these last ten episodes, these last two podcasts were great. I had a great time watching this show, and I can't wait to dig into the next one, man. I'm I'm, I'm enjoying this anime journey I'm going on. 
Absolutely, man. And if you guys want to watch Ponyo, uh, I know it is available on HBO Max. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not sure where else it would be available, uh, but it's definitely one you, you'll want to own. If you, if you see it at the video store, go ahead and pick it up. It, it, it's a classic. So, yep. if, you're at, if you're at the old Blockbuster on a Friday night, go and pick it up. That's right, Chris. And uh, Yeah, guys, that's all for this week. I am Cody Snodgrass. And I am Chris Adams. And thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for stopping by. I love scotch. Scotch, scotch, scotch.